Thank you for listening to Overcomers Church International Weekly Message. We pray that you are encouraged and strengthened as you hear the Word of God. So I want to share something that I've never really, well, I shouldn't say never, only a few times have I taken a prophecy and really taught from a prophecy. And there are a lot of, in fact, there's, there's a whole website, it's called the Elijah List, um, that has just constant prophecies coming forth. And the deal is, is that there are a lot of words that come, and some of them are man mixed with what God says. And that's okay because we have a lot of compassion on people as they're stepping out and they're, they're ministering and prophesying. And this is a prophetic culture here. And so we have a lot of mercy on each other. And so I, I'll read things and I'm sure I've said things that it was like, in fact, I know the Lord went back and he said, you know, what you said was right, but you added a little bit more to it than, than what I wanted. And not that it was bad what I added, but it's really good when you can come across something that it's just like the pure word of the Lord. And so I'll read things and I, they don't always resonate with me like this particular prophecy um, did. And so, by the way, before I forget, I made copies of these. Actually, somebody else made copies of them. But anyways, they're out on the connect counter out there. And so I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's actually quite lengthy. And most of the time when I read a lengthy prophecy, I think it has a lot of um, a lot of words, but not a lot of substance. This is full of substance. And I'm asking you as your pastor that you take this and you go, I don't know if I have enough for everybody, but at least probably for every family that you go and you take it and you read it and ask the Lord to speak to you concerning it. And we're going to have a time here in just a few minutes where we're going to pray for, for you all concerning what I'm getting ready to share. And so you'll, after we get done, you're really going to want to uh, take it and go and read it. And so, I, But I am going to read just a little bit here to you to kind of wet your taste buds and go into a couple things that I want to share concerning it. But I, in Amos chapter 3 and verse 7, <clears throat> it says, Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. And so I'll, I'll say it like this, that there are things that happen that we don't necessarily hear from prophets. There are things that God might do in your life. And, you know, you have the ability to hear the Lord for yourself. You don't need a prophet to come and speak to you personally for to do something because you can hear the Lord. But whenever the Lord is doing something on a big, broad scale, he always, everybody say always. always. He always speaks through prophets. And so it's really important that we learn to glean, but we have to learn to discern. Because like I said, there are a lot of words that I've heard and read over the years that they weren't necessarily wrong. As a matter of fact, they probably were God, but sometimes the Lord will release certain words and they are for certain people. They're for certain churches. They're for certain you know, groups or whatever. And then other things, you know, they're for other people. And so this was something that when this came to my attention, I really believe that it was the Lord and how it came about was that Laurie, Laurie had read it and she presented it to a few of us and then Ron read it and he, he even ran with it more and printed some things out and we talked about it and the Lord really began to download some things to us. And I believe that the next, and you'll, you'll hear when I read this, that it talks about the last four weeks. So we're already about halfway through that. So for us, the last two weeks of this year is extremely important. And I think sometimes we lose the significance of coming to the end of one season and going to another season. But the next season that we're going to enter into, it's not just going into 2020, but we're literally going in to an entire new decade. 
in the words, and this has come forth from multiple people, that the, word is, the, the Lord has been speaking through prophets and through different people, that the Lord actually wants to reveal to us plans, strategies, things that he has for the next decade. And I don't know about you, but if God's got things that he wants to reveal, I want in on what God's going to reveal to his people. Amen. So that's what this is going to be about. And so I'm going to take a few minutes here and just read this. And so some of you, I saw have copies of this. That's great. You can read along. I'm just going to read a little bit more than a page here. There's about six pages. And again, I'm not going to read it all, but just a little bit. And so it starts here. It says, and I feel this very important. And by the way, this lady's name is Lana or Alana Vasser or Vasser. I don't know how you say her name, something like that. No problem. You can go and look her up. By the way, I'm not putting my stamp of approval on her ministry. I don't know her ministry that well. Everything I've heard from her, I think is really awesome, but I haven't vetted her. And so I'm not necessarily really put my stamp of approval, but I do know that she is a prophet of God. I have no doubt about that. And so, but this particular word, I just really resonated. And so I want to read it to you. It says, I feel this is a very important word to meditate on before we enter 2020. There is a burning in my spirit so strongly right now, as the Lord has been speaking this word over and over to me right now. The Lord is releasing scrolls of revelation and strategy that is going to set up the people of God for the next 10 years. God isn't releasing revelation that is just for 2020. The Lord is releasing strategy, insight, and revelation that is unfolding new vision for the next decade. And so when she started talking about scrolls, I asked the Lord, I said, why scrolls? And he said, because when you un unroll a scroll, the more you unroll it, the more revelation you get. And so the deal is, is that God will give you a download. You may not understand all the download, but as you begin to open it up, you're going to have more and more and more that God is going to reveal to you. The next part says there is a massive uh, extension of vision taking place. And the temptation right now could be to just seek the Lord for 2020. There, there is a heralding from the Lord right now to be positioned to receive revelatory scrolls for the next decade. And again, I've heard this from different sources than just from this lady, but she just put it so well. The Lord showed me that this is a very important last four weeks for the body of Christ. It wasn't just an invitation from the Lord that I, I was seeing. It was a summoning from the Lord to come before him and make space and specifically sit with the Lord, asking him for the vision for 2020 and the next decade. The Lord showed me that because of the battle that many have faced in 2019, how many can relate to that? We've gone through some things and having to fight through so much and journey through great transition and opposition, it has left many weary and has left many feeling like they are barely scraping through into 2020. Those feelings and wounds are keeping the vision of many of God's people small, too small. When God is wanting to release vision for 2020 and the next decade, how many of y'all know if you're going to get vision for a whole decade, that's pretty big vision. And then she says, the scrolls of the next decade of vision will revive, restore, heal, and fill my people with joy. I heard the Lord say that the scrolls that he is releasing right now, the vision for the next decade, simply in the positioning of approaching the Lord and, talk, and taking time to hear what he is saying for 2020 in this next decade, will see the people of God receive vision that is unprecedented. That's a word that the Lord has given and to, to us even years ago about this church. We would see unprecedented things. And now listen, the deal about something that's unprecedented is it means there's no precedent for it. 
Henry Ford did something that was unprecedented, right? What does the Lord have for us to do that's unprecedented? Roger Bannister ran the four-minute mile for the first time when people said it couldn't be done. It was unprecedented. There was no precedent set for it. Now tens of thousands of people have run the four-minute mile. All kinds of companies have created cars all over the world. What is the Lord wanting to do through you and through me and through us together that there is no precedent for it, but that will release other people to step into the destiny that we're willing to pioneer? Big words. And so it says, and God, uh, let me start actually that paragraph over. I heard the Lord say that the scrolls that he is releasing right now, the vision for the next decade, simply in the positioning of approaching the Lord and taking time to hear what he is saying for 2020 and the next decade, will see the people of God receive vision that is unprecedented, unprecedented and the breath of the Holy Spirit in the scrolls is going to receive, restore, heal, and fill his people with joy. Now, continue listening because this is very important. It says, and I heard the Lord say, there will be healing in the eating of the scroll and there will be healing in the digesting of the vision. No matter how big the vision is, no matter how impossible it seems, no, no matter how out of left field it feels or seems, listen, meditate, and digest the vision. Agree with it for healing, revival, and restoration is going to come through the receiving of the scroll. And here's the last paragraph. There are going to be such profound encounters with Jesus and revelation of the word of God that is going to take place through the release of these scrolls that is going to bring sudden healing in hearts, minds, and bodies. I watched, a supernatural, I watched as supernatural healings were suddenly taking place as God's people were encountering the Lord and digesting the scrolls that he is releasing. What he has written and spoken over their lives and over the, plan, over the plans that he has for their lives for cities and nations. Hallelujah. Amen. And let me read one more paragraph, just jumping down. I felt this was so important. It says, it is so important to not be distracted and to be positioned before the Lord and asking him to reveal that which he has written. You know, the deal is, is that the Lord is always speaking but we're just not always positioned quite like we need to be to hear what the Lord is releasing and speaking at that particular time. You know, what's interesting is that before this came to me, I went through about a, a week period. It was so strange. I went through about a week period to where it felt like every time I would go uh, to the Lord, which is pretty much all the time, but it just felt like there was a week period of time where it was really quiet. And I have learned that when it gets quiet, that's when you ask the Lord, Lord, why is it quiet? And see, conversation and relationship with the Lord is just something that continues all the time. And I found this with Liz and I, that if she gets quiet, <laughs> it's scary, but when she gets quiet, she usually has something really important that she wants me to hear. And so in our relationship with the Lord, it's never that God would be withholding, but when it gets quiet with him, it's probably that he's wanting to share something that he really, really, really needs your attention. And hear me in this, and I'm agreeing with this prophet, and I'm agreeing with both of these prophets, that the Lord has a time for the last two weeks. This isn't just Christmas and then coming up on New Year's. This is a time when we have an opportunity. And listen, you always have an opportunity to hear and receive from the Lord. Because so sometimes, you know, I would hear prophecies before, and I would think, well, that's no big deal. The Lord's pouring out revelation. He's always doing that. And that is true. That is right. That is accurate. However, there are particular times and seasons and things that the Lord wants to do within his timetable that he wants to reveal certain things to launch us into what he, he has, his plans. 
And I've said this a, a, a lot, and I'll just say it again for the record, but most people fumble through life, and they never really stop and hear what it is that God has for them, what the Lord is speaking to them. This next two weeks, I believe, hear me in this, are extremely important for us to get before the Lord quietly and intimately before him and hear what he is saying, receive the scrolls, the revelation, if you will, that he's pouring out for us to have. If we don't have vision for the next year, we don't have a lot of vision. Amen. I believe we need to have that, but I believe that the Lord is saying that we need to go beyond one year and we need to have 10 years worth of vision. I believe that that is right, that we should be able to look into the future. And it's not that you have A through Z lined out. Nobody's ever done anything that was of God to where they have had it all lined out. I can promise you the Lord will say, here's A and here's a glimpse of B. And just, just to wet your taste buds, this is what C could look like. He doesn't ever give you A through Z because it would freak us out if he told us everything that he's really called us to do and everything that he has in store. I believe when we look back at the end of 10 years, it is going to look so incredibly different than where we're at right now. And you know, I found the Lord gave me a very important key concerning when he gives vision, when he speaks a word, because words reveal, words bring about pictures. We see things in pictures. And I kept de dealing with discouragement concerning things. And all of a sudden it hit me one day. This was a couple of months ago. I think I might've shared this, but what happens is that the Lord will speak a word to us or a sentence to us. He'll give us some kind of word. It will begin to build a vision in our heart. But the deal is, is that the Lord might have just laid three bricks, but we built an entire house out of that one word. This is why when it comes to relationship with the Lord, it is a step by step by step by step by step process. Because what we see the end looking like is oftentimes less or different than what the Lord sees it looking like. And usually it's less than what he sees it looking like. We limit God so much because we'll be like, oh, awesome, God, you want me to move to Perryville and start a church? Great, thanks. And when you get there, when I got here, it was like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Until about two years ago, I didn't really know what it was. I wasn't even on the track to hear what the Lord really wanted to do in Perryville. Now we're on the track, and we are moving that direction hot and heavy. We're hearing from the Lord. We're right in step. We're right in line with him. God is blessing it. People are getting changed. We're having growth, all of those kind of things. And so there has to come a place to where we, we hear from the Lord, but we don't just hear from him. We stay with him and allow him to keep speaking to us. And when you only have one step, don't be afraid to take one step. Sometimes God won't speak to you step two until you do step one. There's a faithfulness thing involved in it, that if we're not, if we're not willing to be faithful over the little, then we're not going to be ruler over much. If God's ever spoken something to you that's built a vision in your heart, and it didn't come to pass, I can probably guarantee you that you quit doing steps along the way because it felt like, oh, this thing's never going to happen. It's never going to come to pass. And all the while, the Lord's going, are they willing? Are they willing? Are they willing? Are they willing? Because what happens is that when we don't get the accolades, we don't have everything we think we ought to get, and we keep going, it reveals that we're doing it for a right motive. But oftentimes when we don't get the pat on the back, we don't get the accolades, we don't get the rewards, we don't get the people singing our, our praises and hallelujahs, and we quit, it reveals that we were doing it for the wrong reason. God will test our hearts to see if what we're doing is really in line with his heart. Amen. So that's a little bit of wisdom on, on what to do and how to hear the Lord concerning vision. Don't just take one word and build an entire thing. Take one word, lay that stepping stone, lay that foundation stone, take that one word and apply it, and then let God speak to you concerning other things. Amen.
Because I, I don't know about you all, but I don't want any more Ishmaels in my life. I've had enough Ishmaels. See, when you have an Ishmael, remember Isaac and, and Ishmael, and you know one came from the work of the flesh, and one came from promise. And the promise came and presented tremendous blessing. But Ishmael, and it, without going into great detail, we're still dealing with Abraham's Ishmael to this very day. A work of the flesh can continue as long as a work of the Spirit if we're not careful. That's kind of scary when you step back and think about it. A work of the flesh can continue as long as a work of the spirit if we are not careful. That doesn't mean we have to continue participating in it if we messed up and, and you know, we didn't do what we were supposed to do or got out, got out ahead of God. But we should be really careful to go, Lord, is this what you want? Is this what you have? Is this how you're wanting to do it? Is this what you're wanting to produce? Those are good things to be asking the Lord as we're walking through what he's told us to do. There's nothing wrong with, with not knowing everything about what you're doing. I think if somebody were to ask me, how do you pastor a church? I would say, you just wake up and you ask the Lord what he wants to do that day. You know, I don't know. I mean, we've learned some things to set in order and certain ways to do things. We've learned a lot of what not to do. Kind of like the guy that invented the light bulb, Edison or whatever his name was. He said, I found whatever, a thousand ways not, not to invent a light bulb, to make a light bulb not work. It's like, you know, we've got a thousand ways to not do church. So you learn some things through hard knocks. But it's so important, the, the more you stay in tune with what the Lord is saying, with what God is saying. See, I'm stretching some of you a little bit, and you need to be stretched. God will speak to you. He will reveal things to you. He, he cares about you personally enough that if he sets you on a path to do something, he doesn't want to leave you there high and dry. He wants to reveal the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing, and the next thing. But I've found that the Lord cares more about the journey than he does the end result. That's really difficult for a visionary because I'm very like, let's go for it. And so I've had to take a step back and go, okay, Lord, you care about my heart here. You care about my motives here. You care what's happening with the other people around here. And all. God cares about the journey. He cares what you're learning during the season that you're in. Because what the season that you're in, even if it's very difficult in the process of the journey, could, you could be learning something through something so difficult that if you don't learn your lesson, you will never be able to succeed in the next season of life, in the next step. And this is why out of mercy, oftentimes, the Lord will have us go around the mountain again. It's not punishment. He's not saying, you wicked, nasty sinner, whatever you, I'm not going to bless you. He's going, all right, well, I think they need to go around the mountain again because they didn't learn the lesson. And if I take them into the next place, they're going to totally ruin that because what they need there, they're going to have to learn here. So there is great wisdom in just being where you're at and saying, God, and consistently, day by day, week by month, week by week, month by month, year by year, saying, Lord, what do you have for me in this season that I'm in right now that's going to propel me and keep me in the next season? I realized that the things that Liz and I were praying for and believing for and asking for years ago, that if we had gotten those things, it would have destroyed us and it would have destroyed the other people that God would have brought in at the same time. And so I've learned to be able to be okay with where we're at, with what God's doing, with the growth that we have. I've learned to be okay, not to be at a place to where it's like, oh, it doesn't matter and we're not pushing forward. But at the same time, we don't get frustrated with where we're at, knowing God's revealing what he needs to reveal to give us the elements we need to get to the next place and again, be sustained when we do get into that place that he's called us. Amen. So let me give you some things concerning. There was one particular part of this word that I want to zero in for just a few more moments, and we're going to pray for some people. And at the one point she was talking about, let me turn my page there, she was talking about 
ingesting or eating of the scroll and then also digesting. Here's what she said. She said there will be healing in the eating or the ingesting, right? And there will be healing in the digesting. And so the Lord really began to speak to me concerning the importance of these two things when you talk about a, because when you're talking about a revelation, you're talking about a word or a vision, you're talking about a word. And the word tells us that his word is our, is our daily bread. So there's a picture there to where when God speaks something, we're supposed to ingest it and then we're supposed to digest it. But the deal is, is that when we eat something naturally, it's not a perfect correlation. When we eat something naturally, we're intentional in the ingestion, but we're not intentional with the digestion. That just happens automatically if our body's functioning properly. We will eat something and our, our body will, will digest it. And what happens is that if you're eating healthy stuff, not so much what we eat around the holiday times, but if you're eating healthy stuff, the nutrients that are, that are in that food, they will produce life and healing and wholeness in the things that your body needs. Well, it works the exact same way, spiritually speaking, is that we have to we have to ingest and we have to digest. But let me tell you, these are both very intentional things that we have to do. This is a little bit of a lost art that we need to uh, reestablish in the way that we go about our relationship with the Lord. So first of all, I want to talk about ingesting. And I'm just going to say this very quickly and very simply. When you're ingesting, it's as simple as reading, as praying, and as worshiping. You know, most of the time, now, I encounter the Lord every day of my life. I can't remember the last day I had where I did not have some kind of encounter of the Lord speaking to me, the presence of God filling the room, just something, something powerful that he did. But most of the time when I'm reading and when I'm worshiping, it is out of obedience. It's not out of feeling. Let me say that again. It's out of obedience. It's not out of feeling. We walk by faith and not by sight. Most of the time when I pick up the Bible and I read it, I read it. In fact, all the time, I read it by, by faith because I'm, in fact, I probably like to read probably as the least out of anybody in this room. So actually, I love the word of God, but I love the revelation from the word of God, not the paper and ink. So I have to push through in my reading out of obedience. I choose to ingest the word of God. I choose to ingest worship. Do you know that you can come in and people get hung up on, oh, it was anointed. Oh, it wasn't anointed. Oh, the worship team was on. Oh, the worship team was off. They get hung up on that. I got news for you. You can have the crummiest worship team up there, which we don't. We've got an awesome worship team. Amen. You can have a crummy worship team up there. And for me, if my heart and if for you, if your heart's set before the Lord, you can still encounter the Lord. You can still ingest the face-to-face with the Lord. Now, I'm not encouraging crummy worship because we want to we have it all together. We want it to be good music, and we also want the hearts to be right, all that kind of stuff. But the point is, is that it is a personal decision to ingest that worship time with the Lord, and then also with prayer. You also do that by faith. You also do that as a decision. I have become, this past year, I've become more of a praying person than any year in, in, my, in my whole life. I have come to value my time speaking my heart's desires asking the Lord questions, and prayer is just communication with the Lord, but I spend more time doing that than, than I ever have in, in times past, to where I'm very intentional about going through my day and even stopping sometimes and saying, Lord, what is it that, forgive me, Father, for not listening to you as quickly as I should have this day. What is it that you want to speak to me? What are you wanting to tell me? I'm very intentional to ingest prayer time. 
So here's the deal. When you have ingestion, you also need to have digestion. Is this too gross for you guys? Or is this picture, is it coming along okay? All right. So I'm not, I'm not really big on the whole digestive system, but there's a picture here, right? And so the deal is, is that when you put something in, then it needs to go to work to where it produces in you the health and strength and life that it's supposed to. We understand that physically with physical food. We also need to understand that spiritually with spiritual food. Let me read this verse to you in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18. And do we have, uh, give me, a, give me a, a hand raise. Do we have all of the different versions there that I've got for Proverbs 29, 18? We're good to go with that. So let's pull the first one up there in the King James Version, Proverbs 29, 18. Here it is. It says, where there is no vision, we know this very well, where there is no vision, the people perish. Now, if the scriptures are parallel, if it's true one way, it's true the other way. So in other words, that if uh, if the people are going to uh, thrive, that means that there is vision there. Or if there is vision, the people will do the opposite of perish, which is, which is live and have life. Amen. So vision is extremely important. Now let's look at the, King James, the New King James Version. That's the original King James. Here's the, the New King James. It says, where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. And I have found this to be so true. And for a long time, I thought, oh, I don't like how it says that. I like the other one better. But when I looked at this, and you go back and you dig a little bit deeper, this is actually probably a little bit more accurate way to say it. So revelation, it's vision, it's word. And see, we can all come up with revelation, vision, word, ideas, good ideas, but they're not also always God ideas. Everybody can come up with stuff. But when you have God's revelation, God's vision, Without it, if you don't have it, then you'll cast off restraint in your life, meaning that you'll be this way and that way and this way and that way. And this, I've got people that I know, and it's like, God bless them, family members and just all kinds of people. We all know people like this. It's like, you know, how's it going in your life? Oh, awesome. I'm doing da 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 And then a month later, how's it going? How is that going? Oh, Will, we're doing da 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 Whatever it is. You know, God's not double-minded. He's not a schizophrenic, right? So when he speaks something to you, there are seasons with God's words. But when he, sees something, he, he speaks something to you, he intends to see that word come to pass. He's faithful to watch over that word to come to pass. But I think what happens is a lot of times we get ideas, we get visions, we get things... And because they're not really God things, they're really not real true vision. It's not real true revelation, not from him. And so we're not restrained in anything that we do. It's just, you know, whatever the way the wind is blowing, that's the direction that we're going to go. I don't want to go any direction that the wind is blowing. I want to go God's direction because if it's exactly opposite of the wind, that's the direction that I want to go because that's the direction that God is going. Makes sense, amen? Look at here in the Passion Translation. Oh, I love this. It says, where there is no clear prophetic vision. So this is not just talking about, about a, a, a vision, but it's in the future, of looking towards the future. If there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Isn't that powerful? <laughs> heaven's bliss fills your soul. I don't know about you, but I want heaven's bliss filling my soul all the time. Well, that comes from us, first of all, getting a revelation, getting a vision. And according to this word that I just read to you, this prophetic word, the Lord is wanting to release in the next two weeks, scrolls, downloads, revelations, 
And I don't know if you're hearing me. I'm talking about the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the creator of heaven and earth, the Lord God Almighty, the one who sits on the throne, the one who was, who is, who is to come, the Alpha, the Omega, the Almighty, the everlasting one wants to speak and download directly to your heart. Don't make me say it again to get a bigger amen. I need a big amen from everybody. Amen. So we should, and we're going to go into this time, and I'm going to ask Aubrey to come up here as I'm just finishing up what I'm going to say, and then we're going to pray over you guys. And I believe that you're going to have heaven opened up, revealed to you. And it may not come in an open vision or revelation. It could. It may not come in a dream, although it could. But God is going to speak to you. He's going to reveal things to you. I'm of the opinion... That if we're not going to encounter God, we're not going to hear God, we're not going to know what he wants to do, let's just go home and not play church. But when Paul spoke to the, to the Corinthians, he said that you used to follow these dumb idols. You know what it means to be dumb? It doesn't mean unintelligent. It means they can't speak. He said you used to follow these idols that couldn't speak to you, but now you serve the living God who breathes the breath of life and revelation from heaven into your souls. That's the God that we serve. That's the God that I serve. That's the God that we're connected with. And whatever God has for us, he can give us the downloads that we need. Not only for what we're doing here, and I'm telling you, what we're doing here is awesome. It's awesome. I have, well, we have technically more people probably than we ever have. But what I have now is more people that are connected up with the heart of God than what I've ever had. See, you can have a lot of people and they not be connected with the Lord's heart for this particular work that he's doing. But there are so many of you that are sitting here that are so, because see, the deal is, is that I can lay something out and you'd be like, oh, that's Pastor Kent's vision. But if you're spending time with the Lord, he'll reveal to you, that's God's vision. That's God's heart. That's what God wants. And I may not articulate it all perfectly, but those of you know that, that you spend the time with the Lord and you're connected, you're, you know what I'm talking about. God's doing a great and mighty work. As a matter of fact, and I want to read this one more paragraph here. If you go on and you continue uh, reading in this, in this prophecy, she says this. She says, these new foundations he is laying are completely, because she, then she goes on talking about foundations, so I'm jumping in the middle here. These new foundations he is laying are completely new wineskins where he's going to pour out the new wine and will carry his glory that is greater than anything we have seen or imagined. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me tell you quickly what it means to digest something. You ingest it and digest it. This is very important. Digest, and the Lord just spoke this to me so very clear to me. And you can just take this as a, as a word from the Lord, but you don't, have to, you don't have to take it on my word. You can have God speak it to you personally. But to digest something is to use your imagination and to meditate and to contemplate. It's to imagine, to meditate, and to contemplate. And we hear that word meditate, Christians are like, oh my gosh, he's into weird Eastern, you know, mm, kind of stuff. No, I mean, God, listen, the devil never created anything. He's only perverted it. God gave us the ability to meditate on things. Let me give you a definition of what it means to imagine. Imagination is simply, or to imagine is the act or power of forming a mental image. It's the actor power of forming a mental image. That's our creative process. I told somebody recently that I said, I'm not a very creative person. And that's just like something that's not in me. And she uh, 
over the, over the phone, she said, you are wrong. She said, the creator lives on the inside of you. You should never say you're not created. And I said, Lord, I repent. She is right. The creator lives on the inside of us. He's given us imagination to imagine and to build his images in our mind. You know that God, he doesn't automatically just cause things come, to come to pass. I don't have time to get into that. It's one of the worst doctrines in the, in the whole history of the whole world. That just whatever God wants to happen will happen. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Read your Bible if you believe that because the Bible doesn't believe that. God works with people. And how he works with people is that he puts creative visions inside of people. God will give you creative visions for what he's called you to do creative ideas. That's using your imagination. And then meditation. Again, this is all part of digestion, digesting the word that he has ingested into you. So first imagination creating and then meditation. Here's the definition of meditation. It's to focus one's thoughts on to reflect or ponder over. So it's one thing to have a a picture that God's placed on the inside of you. It's another thing to sit and ponder that. To imagine what it looks like, to imagine how God could work in the midst of that and, and all of the different things that are involved. And that really is planning. So God wants you to be creative. He wants you to plan. And then the last thing was contemplation. Here's the definition of contemplation. It's an act of considering with attention, with attention to be intentional. It's an act of considering with attention to be intentional. So instead of just being at the place of being like, that's an awesome vision, you move into the place to where you begin to plan what that looks like with the Lord's help. And then you actually think and meditate and contemplate with intention of following through with the thing that God's put in your heart. There's a lot of people that have great plans and great visions, but they don't follow through with what God's given. So in order to digest what he's given us, we need to use our imagination, meditation, and contemplation. And it means that we're supposed to create and plan and implement the plans that God has given us. Hallelujah. And to show you a little bit more how powerful this is, it says in Genesis chapter 11, and I'm going to finish with this, Genesis chapter 11 and verse 5. And it says, and this is talking about the Tower of Babel, and it says, and the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded, which does not sound like proper English, but that's just what the King James says. And it actually gets even worse here in verse six. It says, and the Lord said, behold, the people is one. We usually say are one. All right, don't miss, don't miss what I want to say here. It says, and they have all one language and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. Wow. So they use their creative process to begin to imagine what was in them. Now, what they had in them was not holy, but the ability to imagine what was in them was holy. It was from God. They were created in the image of God. I believe that part of what we need to see in the releasing of the scrolls that God, I'm telling you, he's going to give you. He's going to give you downloads. He's going to give you revelation. He's going to give you plans. Listen, He's going to give you plans. When I was during worship, the Lord said, I'm going to release some of them and I'm going to show them vision of them worshiping. You've never seen yourself worshiping. You've seen yourself coming in or wherever you're at, just listening, just maybe singing some words, but worship is a full spirit, soul, body engagement. I don't have time to show you from the word, but God's going to give some of you a vision of that. The Lord gave me a dream last night. The Liz has been Liz and I have been talking about our personal finances and he has just totally done, I don't say 180, but probably about a 170 (laughs) 
towards our, some of our thinking and finances about how to create wealth and how to build wealth and things like that. And I had a dream last night and it, and it was of this guy and his family we grew up with. And um, I was talking to him and he's actually a financial guy in the town that we grew up. You probably know who I'm talking about. And, and I was sitting and talking with him and I was talking with one of his daughters and his daughter said, and he's just gonna write me out a check speaking of her dad for whatever, whatever amount. And in my mind, I thought $25,000. And I turned to him and I said, how much is it for? And he said, $550,000. And when I woke up from the dream, I was like, Ward, what are you saying? He said, you're thinking way too small. I want you to have way more in abundance, but you've gotta be willing to listen, to imagine, to have vision, to have plans, to have ideas, to digest, to ingest and to digest what it is that I'll give to you. Because a lot of times we get these harebrained ideas and we just run 100 miles an hour into a wall and then we mess everything up and go, well, that didn't work. No, it would have worked if we had stuck with God and really used the tools that he's given us to use to follow through and see great things happen. And there's a lot more that God wants to give you vision for. He wants to give you revelation. He wants to give you a download, not only for 2020, but for the next decade. I want to ask Ron and Lou and Laurie. I would ask Wendy, but she's not here. And Scott and Amy, I, I specifically had it on my heart to ask them to come up. And this is what I want to do, just as Aubrey is singing over us and the Liz come up too. And for anybody that says, man, I want to hear from the Lord and I want, uh, I want to have vision. I want to have scrolls released to me that I can ingest and that I can digest and I can begin to see this happen in my life. And I can begin to see the next year and the next 10 years produce something great in my life. Because the thing is, is that in 10 years, you're going to be here. I mean, we all just need to plan that way. I know people say, well, you just never know what tomorrow holds. No, I guess you don't. But nonetheless, we should plan to be here anyways. What is it going to look like for you in 10 years? Are you going to be in the same place you're at? Or are you going to be further on down the road? I want to be further down the road. I don't know about you all. I believe that this word is a word from the Lord and it's going to bring about tremendous change in our life. Would you all just stand with me? Thank you for listening to the weekly message. To find out more about Overcomers Church International and to hear more messages like this one, please visit our website at ociperryville.com.